live an uncommon life, one needs to learn uncommon disciplines. This is Mark Devine. Welcome back to the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Stoked to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate your time and your attention, and I don't take it lightly. Super stoked today to do another solo cast, continuing the journey of reading the chapters from my Unbeatable Mind update, which I'm calling Unbeatable. So quick backstory, I first published Unbeatable Mind in 2011, and I went through one edition, a couple of editions after that, but then I, I did a major uh, update again in 2014 that led to the book that's been sold hundreds of thousands. I don't even know how many copies, you know, it's nearing a million probably. And that's the third edition. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a great book. I've heard it's really had a powerful impact on a lot of people, but it's been six years since I wrote that. And the beautiful thing about self-publishing is guess what? You can go back and redo and so um, I started a, an edit of that book when the pandemic hit, and it was just going to be kind of a simple, hey, I'm going to you know, update my thinking on some things, but it ended up being almost a total transformation project. Same principles, but really much more in alignment with um, my latest thinking and how we teach the principles in our Unbeatable Mind online training as well as our coaching programs. So I'm going to leave, keep the old one because that's a classic. You'll still be able to find Unbeatable Mind 3rd Edition with my picture staring down a wolf on the cover. And then this new kind of like advanced edition we're going to call Unbeatable. And this time, chapter three is titled Designing Your Destiny. Here we go. Quote, we do not live to eat and make money. We eat and make money to be able to live. That is what life means and what life is for. George Mallory, how do we live? What will you be remembered for? When a reporter asked Mallory, who led early British expeditions to Mount Everest in the 20s, why he would climb Mount Everest, Mallory said, or, and the, the reporter said, what's the use of climbing Mount Everest? It is of no use, said Mallory. There's not the slightest prospect or gain whatsoever. Oh, we may learn a little about, a bit about the behavior of the human body at high altitudes, and possibly medical men may turn our observation to some account for the purposes of aviation. But otherwise, nothing will come of it. We shall not bring back a single bit of gold or silver, not a gem, nor any coal or iron. If you cannot understand that there's something in man which responds to the challenge of this mountain and goes out to meet it, that the struggle is the struggle of life itself, upward and forever upward, then you won't see why we go. What we get from this adventure is just sheer joy. And joy is, after all, the end of life. Mallory is remembered for his passion and his purpose to experience that rarefied environment of the tallest mountain on earth for the sheer joy of achieving the seemingly impossible challenge. You don't hear anything about the corporate positions he held, or how much money he had, nor how big a home he lived in. He was utterly clear about his why and what he was going to do about it. Mallory lived his passion and purpose and is one of the lucky ones as a result. It's not very common. Another notable individual had a similar clarity about his future forced upon him through a mistake. Alfred Nobel read an obituary in the newspaper one day, and he wasn't too happy about it. It was written about his own untimely death. 
Of course, the writer had made an egregious error by mistaking Alfred for his unfortunate twin brother, who did pass away. The reporter had the bad form to berate Alfred Nobel as the responsible party for introducing explosive to modern warfare, which was true. That was the main innovation that pushed war from limited to mass destruction potential. And the reporter linked Nobel to millions of casualties in World War I. Well, after reading of how he would be remembered, Alfred determined to change that destiny. He used this insight to catalyze a new purpose, passion, and guiding principles, which we now know as the Nobel Peace Prize. A caveat to designing your destiny is to make sure you don't mistake a destination for your destiny. In the end, Mallory wasn't focused on the destination of reaching the Everest summit. No, he was into the experience of the journey. Let's make our lives a meditation on our truth and not about a destination that, once reached, proves to be another false summit. What's your why? When I was young, I was an epic daydreamer. My mind would wander for an entire class in the fifth grade. Once my teacher chucked a chalkboard eraser across the room to wake me out of my reverie. But even into early adulthood, if you had asked me to describe what my future looked like, what my purpose was, what my principles were, and what major way I was supposed to live my life, I would have returned a blank stare. Not only did I not possess a vision for my future, but I had no idea how to identify my calling in life, nor even if there was one. Looking back, that was a poor plan for success. But I now know it's common. Fortunately, through my Zen training, tons of reading and contemplation, I was able to generate the mental strength to bring me to my destined path. The path was revealed through internal work. Knowing your why and defining your destiny is an inside job. Unfortunately, most people I meet have not learned this truth and have no means to create a more powerful vision for their future, nor to further their mental, emotional, and spiritual development. They are not clear on their life purpose and are just getting by, living lives of quiet desperation. The internal suffering this lack of awareness caused me was the catalyst pushing me to dig deep with Zen meditation. On that wooden bench, I was able to uncover the passion, the archetypal purpose, and the principles that my soul was asking for my life. The process I used is what we'll cover in this chapter. True success springs from the joy of doing what you are meant to do with a high self-esteem and humility. To find that success requires great clarity of what your spiritual karmic forces are asking of you. If you just chase fame, money, or position, you'll miss the target. If you don't get to know your true self, capital T, true, how will you fulfill your destiny? Lack of understanding of why we are here, our purpose is a major cause of despair and despondency in the world. Some people stumble upon a vague sense of purpose in their professional lives, and a few lucky ones have it revealed early in life. Yet, as mentioned, I found that the vast majority of my students cannot conceptualize nor articulate their purpose, and they are deeply moved when they do finally uncover it. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow. 
The inability to see and articulate a future full of purpose can only be cured by deep insight and contemplation. Now it's time to begin the introspective work to uncover your destiny and create a new vision. It's likely you already have a sense of your unique gifts, those aspects that set you apart from others. That uniqueness is coded into your DNA and forged by your family, peers, education, and life experiences. You may be athletically, musically, or mathematically gifted, or maybe you're a whiz at organizing and leading, or navigating the digital gaming and coding domains. The fact is that your soul has already whispered its deepest yearnings and may have propelled you in surprising directions. More likely, though, you ignored the signals or felt it impractical to follow them. Yet when you turn a blind eye to your true path, my guess is that it slowly bled life force, leaving you unhappy and struggling like I was as a CPA in my early 20s. Listening to your inner voice is critical. When you do, life becomes easier and happiness naturally ensues. I will help you define what I call your three P's, passion, purpose, and principles. Then we'll talk about how to focus these on an important life mission. When you clarify your three Ps, you will know your why and supercharge your actions with serious enthusiasm. Knowing that you're on the right path and making a positive difference in the lives of others is extremely motivating. You will march forth with deep confidence and peace of mind. Exercise. Write your obituary. Your first assignment is to write a personal obituary as you want to be remembered for fulfilling your destiny, not as who you are now. Imagine that you are a great friend writing the obituary of you. This friend knew you better than anyone else and was certain about the positive impact you had on others and the world. He or she knew what you were passionate about, what your purpose in life was, and that you were a principled good human being full of love and care for all. This exercise can feel uncomfortable, but trust it that it is a powerful way to call upon your soul to reveal your innermost potential and calling. It's very enlightening, especially when done alongside the future me imagery work that we'll discuss later. It will expose the gap between where you are now and what your internal vision is of your absolute potential in this lifetime. When you uncover and then align with your passion, purpose, and principles, there's no limit to what you can accomplish. Next, we'll take practical steps to uncover your three Ps. The three Ps. As mentioned, uniqueness in terms of physical, intellectual, and personality traits are coded into your DNA and can be turned on or off through experience, thoughts, and other stimuli. What you do with that uniqueness is another story. It's your soul through your witnessing mind or higher self that informs through the mysterious work of karmic energy, your unique path in life. Regardless of your philosophical or religious orientation, your soul holds your deepest yearnings and seeks to guide your life, sometimes in surprising directions. But when you ignore those yearnings, you'll be out of balance and misaligned. That is how I was in my early 20s. Listening to my inner voice and contemplating what it meant led me to uncover an archetypal purpose as a warrior. When I aligned with that, I marched forth with confidence into the seals. Insight into your three Ps is found through meditation, contemplation, and journaling. It's accelerated, though, by asking good questions. Your quality of life is impacted, maybe even determined, by the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves and then answer. 
For this purpose, we're going to ask three questions. One, what are my passions? Two, what are my principles? And three, what is my purpose? Exercise, define your three Ps and mission. The questions build upon themselves to help you reflect. We're going to ask certain questions for each of these. But before you start, perform a five-minute grounding practice using the body scan and fishbowl visualization I described in an earlier chapter. Have your journal ready. Read and reflect upon the questions I ask from the perspective of your witnessing mind, as opposed to your rational analytical mind. Jot down whatever comes up in stream of consciousness or bullet point manner. You will note that I'm asking you to feel into most of these questions as opposed to just think about them. That's because your feelings include thousands of words and are usually more accurate than pesky thoughts. First set of questions about your passions. What are you passionate about in a way that you feel defines who you are? What makes you feel unbelievably motivated as if your hair is on fire? What unique skills or talents do you feel you have that you would love to use more and that make you feel different or allow you to stand out from others? What would you do for work or creative pursuits if money were not an option? And if you won the lottery today, what would you do differently and why? Okay, the next set of questions are about your principles. What principles do you already live by? What philosophically do you value, such as freedom, service, God, mastery, nature, etc.? What type of people do you gravitate toward? What type of person repels you? What do you value that you would like more of or to move toward in your life? What would you like to move away from or have less of in your life, meaning you don't value it as much? And what do these things say about what you're passionate about? Could these principles and your passions point to an overarching purpose in life? I think they do. And the last set of questions is about your purpose. What are you doing now? Question. Have you been conditioned to think that this is your calling or is it truly your calling? If not, what do you think you're really supposed to do with your life? What do you feel that you're really supposed to do with your life? Is there a voice of doubt deep within suggesting you're on the wrong track? Is that same voice nudging you forward toward a different track? What do you think you're here on this planet for? And what would you focus on now as your mission if nothing would hold you back? And what would you do differently right now if you knew you only had one year to live? Contemplating these questions and writing down what comes up in a free-flowing manner gets you into an ideal state to access that intuitive, creative, right-brain aspects of your mind. If you lack clarity on your three Ps, you'll want to do this exercise several times until it gets more clear. You'll use the results of the obituary exercise and future me visualization to support the effort. Once you can see clearly, feel, and articulate your three Ps and mission for this phase of your life, write them down where you can review them every day. I use the Unbeatable Mind app where I review my three Ps and integrated training plan in my morning ritual. The daily practice has been an instrumental in keeping me on target with my three Ps, as well as making fine-tuned adjustments as I change. That means I don't have to make major course corrections like I did earlier, like going from a CPA to a Navy SEAL anymore. Your archetypal purpose, hint, it's not a career. 
I want to make it clear here that when I use the word purpose, I'm not talking about a job or a vocation. That will be an outcome of uncovering your purpose. For instance, my purpose was initially uncovered as to be a warrior. Then I worked hard to figure out how to fulfill that purpose with my unique skills. This led me into the vocation of a military special operator. Much later in life, I still feel the warrior energy, but it, ex it has expanded to include the energy of the teacher. And now I am a teacher, trainer, coach, and mentor to warriors, leaders, coaches, and spiritual seekers like me. In our work here, we are looking for Jungian-type archetypal energies that point to your soul's need for evolution. Your archetypal purpose will likely change as you age, build a family, or your interests change. Some examples of common archetypal energies include, and as I read these, think through which ones fit you. One, the warrior and protector. As I mentioned, this was mine in my 20s and 30s. Professions could include military, law enforcement, intelligence, martial arts, and the like. Athlete, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. The performer, this could include being a comedian, musician, dancer, actor, and the like. A healer or caregiver, this would include anyone drawn toward healing arts or sciences, medical, massage, acupuncture, edible care, paramedic, etc. Leader, this would include most professions where leadership is your drive. The entrepreneur, this could be anyone inclined to build and lead an organization to solve a new problem or challenge, someone who braces change and uncertainty. The bureaucrat, this is someone more risk averse, inclined to work within a known system to deliver a service and maintain the status quo. The parent, well, this is self-explanatory. This is one is interesting. Often my students will come to this as their main purpose to be the best parent they can be to their kids. This in insight impacts their decisions regarding their career, how they work, such as limiting travel, working from home, homeschooling, etc. And last but not least, because there are more, is teacher. Anyone driven to teach a specific skill that they have mastered or to teach in a traditional public or private or corporate or even nonprofit academic setting. Of course, there are more, like I said, and a quick Google search on Jungian archetypes or the Enneagram archetypes can be quite interesting and enlightening. So when defining your purpose, I found it very useful to articulate your purpose in general terms like these archetypal energies. This allows for your unique skills, passions, and bedrock principles to be molded with that purpose. Then you'll identify an ideal mission for you in each phase of your life. That's where the job or career fits in. For instance, the below list or the list I'm about to read is one view of how my own archetypal purpose combined with my unique skills, passion, and principles changed my mission over time. First, it was my archetypal energy of becoming a warrior or being a warrior. First, my mission was to earn the SEAL Trident. Second was to succeed as a SEAL leader and officer. Third was to launch an entrepreneurial career starting with Coronado Brewing Company. Next, it was to develop a new paradigm for training future SEAL leaders, and then to train them to create more aware and resilient force for the future. Next, it was to evolve this unbeatable mind philosophy and training system to meet the needs of civilian leaders and teams. And now it's to train and certify 5,000 unbeatable mind coaches so that we can collectively impact 100 million people positively with this philosophy. But all that still fits in within the warrior and teacher archetypes.
Staying on target. At the intersection of your passion, purpose, and principles is a sweet spot where they overlap. This is your mission target. In the book, I provide a graphic and where those three purpose, passion, and principles intersect, you'll see a number one. Then if you're living there, right in that sweet spot, you're in alignment with all three and on target with your mission. Good job. The experience of your work should be joyful, simple, and fun. It should be energized and growing and enriched. Now, you may not be there entirely, but this should inspire you to align more toward that sweet spot so that you can experience your work and your life as joyful, simple, energized, playful, growth-inducing, and enriching. It's also possible that you may have been on target in an earlier version of yourself when all those experiences were met, but life moved on, and now you're feeling out of balance because maybe your archetypal energy has shifted. That happened to me after I got married, and the active duty seals didn't align with my three Ps anymore. Those times of change can be painful and confusing, but when you take action to realign, you see clearly why you fell out of whack. Remember, we're in a constant state of change, and if we cling too firmly to one way of expressing our purpose or one type of mission structure, i.e. the military or a corporation or a medical practice, etc., then we can get stuck and get off target. Things get a lot harder when that happens. And it's a great time, though, to come back to this work. If you're out of alignment with your principles on the chart in the book, you'll see you're in the area of number two. That means you're putting yourself at risk of violating one or more of your guiding principles. Common fault here is to do something for the wrong reason. I've gotten into trouble by acting out of fear of missing out when I've been in this two space. Making important decisions just considering the money is never a good idea. If you are there, then you can realign by revisiting your principles and tightening up your behavior to align with them again. If you're out of alignment with your passion, then you'll be in the area that's marked as number three. Here, you're at risk of burning out. I bet you've been there before, or maybe right now you are. Anytime I've been at three, it's because I lost passion for something that once fired me up. Sometimes a major shift needs to happen to realign with something that you're more passionate about, and that truly fulfills your purpose. Or it's possible you just need some time off to recharge your batteries. And if your vocation is not connected to your purpose, then you're in the area marked as four. Or maybe you veered away from it, so you're just going through the motions without feeling that you're serving. Working, work has become transactional. You want to check back into this exercise to re-clarify your purpose and get back on target with your purpose. Finally, if you have the unfortunate situation of having no clue what your three Ps are, or maybe you never did, then you'll likely be in the place of not having a worthy mission in life. Besides some material gain, getting by or simple month-to-month survival. On the chart, this is marked at five which is screaming at you to push the all-stop button to assess your decisions in life. This is the experience that I had when my Zen training woke up the budding CPA with an existential punch in the face. I was careening down the wrong lane fast because I didn't know what my three Ps were. You need to align with our three Ps as as humans or we'll be missing the most important work of our life. 
Fortunately, there are many paths that can be taken to uncover more meaning and to master ourselves. But there are few that help to uncover our three Ps so we can serve more in alignment with our calling. Unbeatable Mind's radically unique approach to development comes at evolution from both self-mastery and service in alignment with your unique calling. I believe that they go hand in hand and are more mutually supportive. That's it for this chapter. In the next chapter, we're going to get into forging mental toughness. We're going to learn how to forge seal-like mental toughness and emotional resiliency so we can stay the course with our missions over the long haul. Thanks very much for listening, folks. Really appreciate your time and energy, and thanks for doing the work. May you align with your archetypal purpose and passion and principles and stay at that sweet spot where you're mission-focused in alignment with your calling. Till then, till next time, I should say, stay focused and uh, hoo-yah. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.